This is episode 23 of Whippets and Flat Caps. This voice that you're hearing right now is the wonderful and esteemed William James Perry Esquire. Some might say the saviour of this godforsaken game, putting teeth back into rugby league, educating the Gary and Janets of this world, bringing a certain je ne sais quoi to your ears for the grand price of zero pounds sterling. But it's not all about me. I know. Most of it is, but there is a contributing factor, a very small percentage of this prestigious podcast uh, that comes from John Wilkin, son of a so-called pig farmer from Hull, son of a goddamn gun, and Mark Flanagan, son of a man called Daddy who bought him a coffee shop and a pony. (laughs) We are bloody back, you better believe it. Let me hear you say whippets and flat caps, available to download and subscribe from your podcast provider and to troll at Whippets RL. John, I'm worried about you. And No need to worry, Will. You look like what does a je ne sais quoi mean? Um, What's the literal translation it's a kind of, of it? Of no, but, you no, can't but what? Quite explain. Literally, what is the I don't know what. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Why are you um, concerned, Will? I'm worried about you. You're a little bit flat. You've no, lost, no, lost I, a little bit of weight. You're a bit quiet. I want to no. know where your head's at. Um, ooh, lost weight, questionable. I'm wearing an ill fitting top. Are you, are you doing this because, quite baggy, isn't it? Are you doing Ill-fitting. this because we're streaming this live on Twitter no, and you're I've, sponsored I've, by MyProtein? That's very little. To, I'm not sponsored by MyProtein because if I were new, sponsored new bonds, by MyProtein, they would be looking for another model very... Why very, are you, So you bought this item? No, it's a gift. It was a gift. From MyProtein? From MyProtein, yes. But you're not sponsored by them? I'm not sponsored by them. Are you sponsored no. by I'm not, I've, not got, I've not got one of those rugby league sponsorships where they just give you three T-shirts a year. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to go, oh, thanks for so-and-so for the gears. And then you take a it's picture of yourself, <laughs> <laughs> they, need to, lads basic... need to work out how much they're selling them for because they'll uh, promote literally right. anything. And you get basically three T-shirts of someone and then you have to pump it on your Twitter. The yeah. shittest T-shirts you could ever see yeah. of no, nondescript brands. Somebody's making it in like a garage in Batley. And saying, will you wear this? And they're like, oh, yeah, I'll wear it. And then put it on your Twitter. No, Will, this is genuinely a gift from the chief exec of MyProtein. So the head the, honcho, that's nice. the main man. He didn't want anything back, it was just he uh, wear this gift. No, I don't think he wants anything back. Because so you are sponsored by New Balance, is that right? I'm not, no, that again, that's, that's wrong just, as well. it's literally a friendship that bears okay. fruit in boots. I'm not gonna put, so they don't conflict when you're wearing both of them. I'm, no, I'm not going to put New Balance on like my social media and say I'm sponsored by New Balance because it's not true. Right. They give me free boots. Mark, you did tell me um, you were sponsored by New Balance. I mean, let's be honest. Well, about I it. was polishing a turd, I think. Yeah, they, um, give, us, they give us free kit. They give us a bag's worth of free is kit. That not, is that not a sponsorship? Well, no, it's no. You've got to get paid. It's a, it's by a saving, though. So you need to be paid. It's your wife. Well, by I did, I did by a modelling gig was, for yes. New Balance, so. Does yeah. that count as being This is where there's confusion because I was sat next to someone at your wedding, John, and they told me that Mark wasn't sponsored by New Balance, but he, someone just kind of sorted him out just to give him a few Who said that? I can't remember her name. But, Sam. Um, James Guy's wife or girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Um, Courtney. The, yeah. Yeah, she, she was, was the one that give, gave out. Yeah, she was like, we just, we just give it to him because he's fine. We're not sponsored by Do you get any ones. free gear? Or? Well, the New Balance stuff that you give me that doesn't fit you. Yeah, so. 
Anyway, Will, you have no reason to be worried about me You're whatsoever. Fine, I'm, I'm absolutely fine. Yeah, um, got some pink I'm, shorts on and some flip-flops. Well, now we're talking about outfits. I'm glad that you brought that up because <laughs> it's a very neat segue into your outfit, yeah. Will. You've been recording the Super, the Super League, League show. show everyone. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. So Will yeah. Perry has cashed in on the podcast. Yeah. How? I don't know how she managed how? to get well, paid for it. At least well, one of us has. Yeah, Jesus. exactly. So Will's outfit tonight, for those of you who aren't of watching on the Random Man's uh, Twitter <laughs> feed. He's got grey socks on as well. Um, yeah. yeah, he's got grey grey Chelsea boots, grey stripy socks, yeah. a grey shirt, a grey belt, yeah. a silver watch. The only thing that isn't grey or silver pinky ring. is the gold pinky ring standard. Blue box trust fund, shirts. trust fund ring, isn't it? <laughs> so, are you guys, so are you guys taking credit for the for the fact that I've no, you're a, you're a sports presenter. Yeah. An opportunity presented itself, and you've but we've, we've welcomed him into our world. Welcomed. Do you, do you think the rugby league public have welcomed you into the world? Probably not. I don't know. I just think you can read an autocue well. That's basically what it is, isn't it? Someone yeah. was away. Oh, shit. So we really need someone to Who do Who can it. read an autocue? Will Perry. Someone we can get him He's loosely connected to rugby now. <laughs> uh, how was it? How did you enjoy it this afternoon? I think it was, it was bloody fantastic. You're a bit disappointed it wasn't in HD, weren't you? It's not in HD, is it? Yeah. It was none of your words, is it, though? Do you, what do you mean? You know, when I was always interested in this, you know, when. You're reading auto cue. Yeah. So a Super League show is for people who don't know on the camera lens, it's text coming down. What you yeah. what you meant to say? The, now, did you? Know what yeah, I know. I'm just for those people who don't. You said yeah. the Gary and Janets of this world. I think. <laughs> it What's wrong with being called Gary or Janet? My aunt is called Janet. I've, I've, I've got a friend called Gary. Do you? Yeah. Do you write those words? Well, it's a joint effort. Yeah. Yeah, because I was always th- when people write, I f- it's hard to read somebody else's writing. You, you can't yourself. read. How you would say things. It's not conversational, is it? Yeah. So you sit down and write those sit before down, the show. Write it. We had um, Carl Amor, your teammate on. He says Lovely. hi, by the way. Thanks. Probably oh, saw him this morning, didn't he? But he says hi. Oh, yeah, I did. Um, great guy. And Yeston Harris, two guests, Lem 15, BBC One, not in HD. Who cares? I'll watch Good. that. Good. <laughs> how much did you get paid, Will? <laughs> Don't know, actually. What do You're you doing it next week with me. Yeah, no, but how much did you Can get Can I do it? Uh, on, did on, ask on the theme of people. No, you're not welcome. I think <laughs> they one googled of, you and they found <laughs> the Queen Chef. One of the topics on <laughs> <laughs> the Queen Chef. That's so good. That's so good. One of the topics we are going to talk about is people milking money out of the game of rugby league. Oh. Will and well, Nigel Wood. No. How much? Do you, <laughs> how much did you get paid? I don't know. You I don't genuinely know. don't know. How are you going to give John and I a share? That, that, that is a, a signal of the kind of guy I am. It's just, you know, let's just do it and then we'll worry about those sort well, of things. Well, yeah, later. I know mm. how much you're getting paid because you told me earlier. How much how do we much? get paid for being in this shitty little basement right now? It doesn't matter. It's not about the money. It's not about the money. It's not about the money. It's about the love of the game. It's about the love of the game. It's about the love of the game. I'm spreading Super League to my middle class friends. I don't know if you are. No, I don't think you are. I don't think you are. Well, I think you've just got my your greasy Super League shows. Oh, so one person before. is going to watch it well, she on might the back tell of her, her friends. No, so there's one, there's one guaranteed extra viewer because you're been on, you've been yeah, on it. It was better than none, isn't it? Yeah, well done. Well, exactly. And a round of applause to Will Perry. Perry. Will Perry. <laughs> we've, got a bell. we've got a bell here this week. <laughs> we've got three bells. We've got four. Producer. So the reason we started with the show is John, I just want to know where your head's at. It's because oh, we're talking, oh. not that we're going to spend much time talking about it, Love Island. No, Love, Love Island. Oh, yeah. Look, no, yeah. Have you got the, a connection you, with anybody at the minute? The, have you got a connection how with mad, Love Island is literally the maddest programme. But you like it? It's a compelling viewing. Yeah. Like is a, a, the wrong word. It's like, I'd imagine 
sort of catching your elderly neighbours having sex and you sort of keep watching but you don't want to, that yeah. kind of thing, not that that's happened. You're more curious. How long would you watch that? More yeah. curious, probably the duration. <laughs> until com- <laughs> until completion. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know anywhere in the world where people are constantly having really frank conversations about exactly what they're feeling mentally, emotionally and physically. And taking them away to sit them down in the corner and say, I want yeah, to know well, where, you well, Let me tell me what you think. Yeah. Like, if you're that emotionally retarded that you can't work out what people are thinking, mm. or that's, that's the skill of being a human. <laughs> who, who would you like to see uh, from the rugby league world, who would you like to see in Love Island? John Wilkin. No, who, who would who would, I be, would like, be great terrible. viewing? Great viewing. I'd put Gaz Hawk because I heard a great Gaz Hawk story. One of our lads went to play at Featherstone. Gaz Hawk mm. um, got involved in a fight. I think he headbutted someone, got sent off, and then started to fight with the officials as he left the field and security guards as he left. The pitch Recently, <laughs> this weekend was that, who was was someone playing for Sheffield against them? Or? Yeah, oh, the Featherstone were playing somebody. Oh, who, in, a, in a hypothetical world, they put all the Burgess brothers in. To say the same. Some, some of them might be married, but who cares? Well, you're going to put one or Tom and George in. Yeah. It's a bit of a waste. Willie Mason. Yeah. yeah I, I, Why what, would you put four Burgess brothers in? I just think they'd be fascinating to watch. I'd put Paul Wellens in because he'd just be miserable in a corner drinking as much beer as possible. Yeah. And wouldn't really communicate with anybody. He'd, get, he'd be like so brown. Yeah. He'd be ridiculous. Right, so, um, probably a good time to bring in the fact that I was asked to go on Love Island. Um, you was ago. you was asked correct. So so let's you get this right. Asked. You don't apply. You are asked because I read a story that more people applied to go on Love Island well, than did. did to apply to go to Oxford and Cambridge combined, True. which is such a sad indictment on the world. It's, well, listen, it's a shambles. But look, look, it's it's an instant impact, isn't it, to go on something like that? So yeah, you, but it's lazy, isn't it? Of course, it is. It's lazy. But and you have to do all any work of, and everybody on it is just obsessed with being famous. They are, and that's the only reason they've gone on it. And it's kind of entertaining because you believe that they're actually forming relationships. They're all gone on it to be famous. And the basic, biggest you example of that... You don't believe in the love between not Danny Dyer's daughter and You've got a normal, a normal bloke in that Alex dude who's the doctor. Relatively normal. Totally normal but it? then you think about it, you think he's a doctor yeah. and he's gone on Love Island. Mm. Now he's the weirdest person in there. Yeah. Yeah. He's the weirdest because all the rest of them are... Essex simpletons. Yeah. Like there's that guy with the whitest teeth in Europe <laughs> and is and Danny Dyer, not the man, the, the I woman. I like Danny Dyer's daughter. I like her. Yeah, th- those two are genuinely stupid and that's why they're in there. Oof. Because there's no way of them making money in life. He's selling oh, pens. Harsh. So? Right? There's a role for that. There is, the there is. But, but the doctor... Yeah, he's got no, a good no, job. No, the doctor... I look at him and I think, mm, you're a fish out of water here, but you've chosen to go into this environment. You're a nuclear engineer in there as well. Yeah, yeah, but he's... he's, he's um, I think he's more he's, he's, he's suited. He's the absolute slut. Can we say that? Don't no. know. No. Is, is he is. He Love is. Island Why is podcast? she? He is. <laughs> anyway, I don't understand this obsession with always knowing. You might as well have asked, Will, at the start. Instead, yeah. you said, John, I'm a bit worried about you. You said, John, can we sit down over here? Yeah, I, I just want to know where your head's at. Yeah. Like, what are you thinking? I did say that. Well, yeah. But that would be quite compelling listening. But anyway, I was asked to go on it before it got big and was told at the time not to do it, it would be a bad idea, before it kind of took off and um, probably should have done it in hindsight, really, shouldn't I? Yeah, I don't know. It could have been the worst thing that ever happened to you, Will. Mm. Mark, what have you been up to? I missed you. We haven't been here for a while, have we? People have been missing the podcast. People keep coming up to me in the canteen. Where's the podcast? Don't know. Is the the BBC canteen. Well, you were were on late so last week, so it's kind of your fault. Well... Guys, oh, yeah. you know, it's, like a, it's like a relationship, isn't it? I yeah. want to know where your heads are at because we need to be 
on the same page, mm. don't we? Mm. So we, 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 got, we got there in the end. We missed a week, but we had a, we had a big one last time, didn't we? Mm. Lots to take in, Biggie. lot to digest. It was a big one, wasn't it? It was massive, huge. Mm. Lot um, of, a lot of honesty that I wasn't expect. Not that I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting deceit, but there was a lot of honesty this show. I've not heard. I've not heard. Well, now he's not here. What do we make of him? I thought it was. I've, for one, I thought it was great that he came on and spoke to us. Robert Elston. Yeah, Robert Elston. Yeah, I've not heard um, a person in such. Uh, position in our game speaks so freely about their thoughts and aspirations. So I thought he was really good. I thought he was coming at it from a different angle. He was, I think, sometimes people from the outside looking in have a better idea of what's what's going on than people who are already working in the game. We're quite insular, yeah. so I think bringing someone in from the outside who's been at Everton for fifteen years could be a really good appointment. No, I think it's good. And I think the, the shackles being off with him were a reflection of a couple of things. One is that he's probably not um, subscribing to the usual politics or the way he should speak about the game and the greatest game. And this is, you know, how we talk about rugby league and whatnot. And and the other thing is he's employed by Super League. He's, he's not employed by the RFL. Yeah. He's not got a, a responsibility to the wider sort of stakeholders of the game. The, his remit is to make the Super League entity as profitable and as valuable as possible. Mm. Now, I thought a lot of what he was saying supported that. And he, he, he also really, I think, and this is one of the things that really interested me, is that he covered topics that were potentially sort of risky things to say or to discuss, especially around the amateur game being more fruitful than the sort of semi-professional game. And the, the example used was Mayfield and, and Rochdale. And maybe the contribution of amateur clubs far outweighs the contribution of semi-professional clubs, yet the funding from the game is distributed to them. I think that was interesting in itself. I, um, I've never heard an executive at any level, top level of the game, say anything and like it's, that. It's really interesting that they brought that up, because having thought about it, um, a lot of the amateur clubs are bigger than some of the, the, the clubs in League One in terms of uh, attendances to matches, participation from grassroots probably money that they kind of um they take just as a club themselves rather than having having funding um a lot of the times uh, uh, there's there's so many teams that get a couple of hundred to each game and but then the amateur teams get close to a thousand if not more and i think it is interesting that he, he kind of picked up on the fact that they do contribute more to to the the Super League than than a lot of the, the lower clubs. And I, I think one of the things that struck home to me is that he's less... He's a guy who you cannot be confused. He's passionate about the game. Like, he's got a genuine love for the game and that's been not a newfound love because he's been paid very well to you know, work for Super League. That's developed over time and it's genuine. Yet, one of the game's biggest failings, and not one of the biggest failings, but the biggest... Um, stumbling blocks of our game is that we are handcuffed to our heritage and the history of the game and we're, we always talk about our history and our heritage and now Robert knows all about the history and heritage of the game and what when he spoke about that test match in, in Hull and you know how he fell in love with the game I think you saw a guy who was genuinely passionate about the history of the game but his actions and his words what he said were not necessarily restricted by that 
he's, I think, had a really uh, forward-thinking mindset. Yeah, it's he's, not he's like, a traditionalist, isn't he? Yeah, but he, but he does have, comes at it from a different yeah, angle. Yeah, let's just protect everybody and all the clubs that's always existed. And everybody, right, you've always had a club and you've got a little club crest and a tie and there's a few guys who are serving tea and, tea and coffee and it, let's all look after everyone and make sure everyone's fine. Well, that does that come at the detriment of the sport moving forward? And I thought that that was where it became really interesting with Robert. And he, he was at the uh, our match against Castleford last Friday, and I bumped into him after the match, and he said, I'm, "Look, I'm trying to get to around to as many clubs and as many games as possible because I've been away for a while, and I want to see what's going on, and I want to be visible. I think that's really good from from the fans and the clubs to see the man in charge getting around and, and seeing what's going on. And like I said, I've 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 not seen uh, the likes of Nigel Wood, Barwick as many games as as Robert Elson has in the in the in the first few weeks of his appointment so I think it's great that he's getting around he's understanding the game he's understanding the fans and the teams and, and, and what the challenge is and I think it is quite a big challenge um, but I'm, I'm pretty confident he, he's as good as a person we can get to, to do it Yeah. do you know what I thought was quite weird um, from in hindsight and I didn't really think about this when he was there so what was great for him was that as a platform to get across visionary stuff because he didn't get that chance did he in his press conference it, it came out the same time as the split the Super 8s and Middle 8s and, and that all the focus was on that from the yeah. questions but I just think the more I think about it that press conference and again it's a PR thing isn't it when you look at this exciting guy who's come back from the Premier League from a big Premier League club to do something which he's really passionate about and take a few noughts off his salary and you know everything that all looks good and he was sat next to Eamon McManus and Ian Lennigan and Simon Moran who were just sort of the, and, and I just not quite, quite sure what message that that gave straight away it should have been him on his own no absolutely yeah. and, and he's there with these guys who all right they've done great things for rugby league but the whole point is to break away from these big four three five teams with these older guys not moran necessarily but older owners who have dominated that league it but felt a bit not, like an old school industrial like sort of action was that not the fact they were giving him support their support yeah but i think that's already implicit the fact he's got the job he could look like a puppet, didn't he? Had he done the press conference on his own and then the story c came out that day about uh, Gary Hetherington and Leeds being opposed to it, would it not have been stronger having had the No, but the what I think it almost exaggerated Hetherington being opposed because he wasn't there. Yeah, and it was like, yeah. here are all the guys who support him. Yeah. And then when Gary didn't, wasn't there, if yeah. there'd have been no owners there, it wouldn't have been as big a story, I don't think. Well, it, might, it? it might have that should have been dealt it, with a long time before that Super 8 split, that press that announcement should have yeah. been done a long time before he held his first press conference. He didn't need the owners. No, but it's tip, what, this is, again, on. look, Robert, I've, I was blown away by not only his passion, the way he delivered his messages, his, his thoughts, you know, his vision for the game. I thought I, I was, you know, you can't help but feel passionate to oh, get behind the guy, can you? 100%, but, but talk is cheap, isn't it? The initial, the starting point was a typical sort of rugby league. On appearances, there was nothing different about it. It was a bit of a botched, you know, it turned into a discussion about something else. We lost sight of the fact we've got this great guy on board. Mm. And But let's be honest, that's gone, it's done. It's in the past. Mm. Robert now is up and at it and he's getting stuck into his job. And that that's, you know, one thing that everyone in like, you can listen to anybody who's successful and, and anybody who does well in, in whatever walk of life. And there's a common theme and he's saying, I want people who do stuff around me, who get yeah. stuff done. There's doers. Just do there's it. There's a lot of just talkers in yeah. our game. But yeah, just he, he's, he's really passionate about getting some doers. And I think it was interesting that he said uh, his big job for the game, for Super League, is to get 
a great TV deal in three years' time. And in order to get that great TV deal, he's got to improve the product on the pitch. And that all makes sense. Now, we've discussed this since um, since we did the podcast. Uh, and you, you thought it might be good to bring more uh, revenue from TV from doing more than two matches a week. Yeah, 100%. And I, I, it kind of struck a chord with me. I thought since in football, Sky had a limited number of games. It might have been two or three. Now with BT Sport, that's kind of a template that's been done again. In terms of getting other other providers provide um, having having certain mo- amount of games each weekend, I think it could be something that, that that Super League goes down. Yeah, I think so. I think the next TV deal needs to be multi-platform, which is just a, a knobby word, isn't it? But well, three it, years it, down the line, it will yeah. be potentially everything that we're talking about, like um, you know Netflix, Google, Amazon, B- yeah. B- BT are, are massively into union, aren't they? Their their yeah. home is union, so whether that would be Sort of not conflict but we, we, they would... as a sport we don't show enough of our games on telly mm. and at the moment actually showing all the games on TV would be bad it'd, yeah. be, it'd be damaging why because they're not good enough because yeah. they're not good enough Yeah. realistically three or f- maybe three or four of the games at a weekend are good enough two yeah. two of them are probably stinkers but, but having if we had four games on a weekend rather than two would that double our TV I don't think it would but it'd certainly increase it wouldn't it it wouldn't be a double but it would be it would maybe be another, another asset for the games that are visible on television become the game's assets, don't they? Yeah. Like that, that's the that's where the value that's is. That's the showpiece. Yeah. Isn't it? So the more of exposure you can get, the more eyeballs on the sport, then the better. Surely, the better the TV deal. But there's a reluctance from Sky to invest any more money in taking cameras to games because it's it's a commercial thing, isn't it? If you think we need six cameras, we need operationally, it's going to cost us what x two hundred grand to put this game on. Mm. You know, do we really want to show that game? Is is it worth it? We're getting the money back, and it's probably not, uh, not at the moment commercially viable. That's why it's not happening. But the game needs to invest in that. We need to invest in that. And a potential caveat to that is is um, the possibility of reduced attendances as well. If there's more games on telly, are people more likely to go to the matches and watch in the flesh than watch at home? Having well, a brew and witness got eighteen hundred fans. Salford, it's three thousand. Yeah, push. yeah. Two, two, two and a half, three thousand. What's who cares if we lose another two hundred fans, mm. three hundred fans, four hundred fans? Mm. One of the one of the big talking points as well, and it got some traction on on our Twitter, didn't it? Last week was expansion, right? So I know you guys have touched on that already, but especially Toronto fans. Mm. So what did you make of what he he sort of said? Because a lot of the Toronto fans are sort of thinking that he just sort of brushed it aside, and he said himself in his words, he said, "It makes me anxious," doesn't it? He said that to lose the no, Toronto model makes me anxious. Well, the reason he said that is he had experience, didn't he? So he drew on experience. He yeah. said in Paris, he said they went gung-ho into Paris and just went, right, here we go. We're going to launch Rugby League in Paris. When Rugby League was just played in the south of France, mm. it was no connection with Paris whatsoever. We plonk a Super League club in Paris and then don't give it the resources it needs. The money dries up, that fails, and then what you're left with, egg on your face, and you're left with... I don't think you get two opportunities to go and play rugby league in Paris. That's gone. Yeah. Like we can't go back to Paris now. No. You know, maybe it's twenty. Done right well, twenty or no, twenty-two years down the line, maybe we can. Yeah. But that gives you five, ten years where that's out out of bounds. For me, I think Robert was realistic about doing due diligence on a club and yeah. and its owners. And I don't think he was negative. I just think he was honest and realistic. And I think for the Toronto fans, there's, I think loads of optimism around what what's going on there like the david argyle's clearly passionate about the game putting his money where his mouth is has invested heavily in that club and actually when you start to look at it when i look at their 
sort of output, mm. when you start to see what they're about, they've actually sort of embraced a bit of that North American culture, but then added it to rugby league. And, you know, I can kind of see that playing out. I can. I can see that having legs. And I don't think Robert was saying it's a no. I just think he was saying, look, I've just arrived. I'm sat in Piccolino's in Alderley Edge. There's a birthday going on behind me. 18th as well. Am I right now going to say that Toronto are in Super League? No. There needs to be due diligence done. You need to look at money, the longevity, what's the plan, where's it going? And I think once he sees all that, then he'll be more than convinced. I think it was cautious optimism. I think... In our game, we get excited about expansion, and because we are a small sport, and the idea of growing our game, and it's all sexy and, and cool, thinking oh, we'll be played in New York and Toronto and all these places. But um, I think he was cautiously optimistic because when you, when you use Toulouse as an example, to, rugby league's already played in the south of France, mm. so I don't know if there is money behind Toulouse, but there is there's there's a grassroots over there. There's 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 fans. Who've been there for a long time? Now there's a derby. There's a derby. There's 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 other assets to it, but Toronto is very new, and apart from the the injection of funds from David Argyle, there's not there's not rugby league in, in Canada until a couple of years ago, is it? There's there's no. no sport whatsoever. So to go from zero to hundred in the space of a couple of years is a big ask. Mm. However, we've we've seen with um, American and Canadian culture that. They really do embrace sports quite quickly, and it's quite topical. So they've they've just won the league leader shield this week, yeah. haven't they? Yeah. So they've finished top of that championship, and they'll be coming at the bottom four of Super League, won't they? In yeah. that, that middle eights, yeah. and then that's when we'll see, won't we? On the field, we're talking about off the field stuff. Yeah. That's when we'll see on the field what they're about. Well, and we should do a whole show on Toronto, really, shouldn't we? We'll get we'll get some of their chief execs on, and we'll get Brian Noble, and we should do definitely do get stuck into that, especially if yep. they come up. Do, do they have to come up, by the way, though? Or no, does no. that whole business model fall by the wayside if they don't come up? No, I don't think so. No. I, I don't know. We'd have to speak to the owners there, but no. I don't think so. Because the, 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 the intention is table, to, in, in the next year or 18 months is to be in Super League, but next year might be easy for them if they don't get up this year because it is going to be promotion and relegation. So having won the League Leaders' Shield already, they will now be promoted to Super League. So yeah. um, I'm sure David Argyle, having heard is a... Is a Smart guy and he's he's very wealthy, would be in it for the long run. He's not just just a quick quick hit and run. Mm. Well, because he said he had a list of about thirty five things, didn't he, Robert Elson? Mm. So now he's not here. Do you what? think he looks a bit like AP McCoy? Yes, he did. Yeah. Did he? Do? Did. Yeah. And for those also, people who, if you are wandering around a, uh, a Robert ground, might be listening, yeah. and and you yeah. see um, or slash someone slightly more left field, not for everyone who might not remember, but Alistair McIntosh, former chief executive for Manchester City and Fulham. Um, Google him. Okay. He looked like he maybe he had had sex with AP McCoy. Yeah. And they'd had a love child. Yeah. Would two men having sex together create another? Arnold Schwarzenegger got pregnant, mate. With Danny DeVito. Yeah. Was it no? Not with Danny. Danny DeVito didn't come out of Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, no. I've I've not seen that film. They had the baby together, didn't they? That's what I'm saying. Based on true events. No, no. I just pictured. <laughs> Danny that DeVito that coming out of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Who, how would, who, how would, who would impregnate who though in that situation? I think Danny, um, Danny knowing Arnie. those two, Danny would definitely take the lead. He would take the lead. Oh, Arnie yeah. would be. Arnie's a really submissive guy. Is he? Yeah, he is. Yeah. What, how would you best that? Because uh, he's a big Catalan fan. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> he's a bit. The dragons. He's got holiday witness next season. If they don't, if they if they don't go down, witness. We should get Sharon Stone and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, and he's got, he's got a holiday home in Collier, which is just <laughs> south of Perpignan. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. um, by the way, also, I, I, we, I was 
obviously with Carl Amor today, he wasn't sure. He, he thinks that you might have elaborated the story that Johnny Lomax's sister is the mascot at St. Helens. Not at all. Is that true? That's on my parents' life, yeah. And you, both of them? Yeah. Kyle, Carl, Carl, Carol, yeah. Okay, and Big Phil. Fine. Big Phil. Um, okay, so on that subject, before we move on, um, talking about Elston, talking about leadership, um, Ralph Rimmer, this week, today, appointed... Not that it's, it's good any, name, not that it's any, yeah, not that it's any big river. Surprise. What's his nickname? I think he's got a nickname, Rim John. Rimmy. <laughs> to his friends, and we shouldn't say that because we want to get him on. So uh, take that back. It's not Rim, you know, his nickname's not Rim Job. Rimmy, but what Rimmo? Um, Maybe he's called Rimmer like a red dwarf. <laughs> one of the, one of the big one of the big things that we asked Elston about um, was the relationship, wasn't it, between the RFL and Super League, which is mm. which needs repairing. Obviously, he's wandered the corridors there many years ago. He's got connections there. That's one of his. That is on his list of priorities. Yeah. Um, what does the RFL actually do these days in but, terms of they don't own Super League, so they own they own the Championship, don't they, and League One? Yeah. Yeah. They, and they and international. Well, I think Robert mentioned league. is that their job is sort of multifaceted. They've got to look after. That's ev- a very wanky word, though. I, I, every... I want to know what they do. Right. Okay. So they look after grassroots rugby. Yeah. The amateur rugby league game. Okay. They look after the England. England the Challenge Women's. Cup final, yeah. the playoffs, the grand final, Magic Weekend, yeah. um, uh, probably diversity and equality within the game, uh, all of the stakeholders, the, the referees, the officials, the disciplinary. Yeah. Um, they also have probably a growth strategy for the game, a bigger strategy for the game. International. They yeah. also then, I would say, babysit the clubs to some extent, the, the, the poor performing clubs. Yeah. Um, media, any sort of disciplinary stuff they now deliver player welfare um, they're also semi the players association for the players they um, wash players kits um, no, look after players families right. so no essentially what they do is they're trying to do everything aren't they okay because let, let's, let's what be does a governing body do then will no, in no, your no, eyes no no they do all of those things yeah but, I'm not, but is the FA is the Premier League independent of the FA in yeah. football yeah but, they were, but again, there's a close working relationship which probably is non-existent in rugby league. Well, it's only just his well, I think started. Yeah, but, but the Super League has been around for a long time. Yeah, but he's, been, only, he's already said that he wants a, a good relationship with the RFL. So yeah. there's two big yeah, and he said it was movers on. Basically, didn't he? he admitted it was. Yeah. There's two big movers on in Nigel Wood and Brian Barwick. Yeah. Okay. Well, and on that, that subject, let, let me bring in this because you bring it in. Come on, bring I, it in. I don't want you to get going to court, John. Because uh, would we go to court if John went to court over something? Depends what it was for. Oh. It'd be funny, wouldn't it? It'd be good publicity for the podcast. The, if we got I think in, the if you most likely court. person to go to court for something he said on the podcast, is Will, is you. Why? Um, well, probably... That's libelous. libelous. No, it's not. Because you're a big mouth knob. A big knob mouth. Yeah. A big knob in the mouth. A big knob in the mouth. A big knob in the mouth. So this is in The Guardian today. Lovely picture of Nigel Wood. So Broad sheet, that's good for rugby league, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Um... RFL's two million pound losses include over three hundred thousand pounds to part company with Nigel Wood. Former chief executive severance deal revealed in accounts. Well, that's just a year's salary. Appreciation in Odsall's stadium value contributed to losses. Uh, first sentence says the former chief executive of the RFL, Nigel Wood, will be paid more than three hundred thousand pounds as part of a severance package from the game's governing body. Almost a sixth of the total losses of more than two million pounds, which the RFL incurred last year. One more sentence. Uh, the RFL will publicise its 2017 accounts after all 38 professional clubs have attended the sports annual general meeting this month. But The Guardian has seen the details which reveal the significance of Wood's exit payment 
after agreeing to step down as CEO. Listed in the director's word, I can't say remuneration. Remuneration. Um, section of the accounts is confirmation that Wood received a provisional, uh, sorry, provision for loss of office totaling £328,000. The majority of the sum will be paid this year. Thought that that's included the RFL's accounts for last year's blah, 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 blah. Hey, for anybody right, who is interested, go on Companies House yeah. online and look up rugby league clubs. Okay. Go on rugby league clubs, go on the RFL, look around. You can see all the accounts have been filed. You can look at every single year's accounts for the RFL. Yeah. Have you done so, that at your club? Yeah. We're talking I, about severance pay, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but that's, that's, that's a that, year's salary. He's got it? one year's salary okay. of severance, and that's okay. probably for his time and tenure, industry standard. It's so. not exceptional. But what people, the Guardian, might not know is that Nigel has been paid two to £300,000 for the past yeah. 10 years. So there's no, there's no but, argument here, really, is there? And well, so, well, let me bring in this sentence. The accounts also revealed that the RFL's non-executive directors, including the former Football Association chief exec, Brian Barwick, received wages increases in 2017. Barwick, who agreed to join the sport in 2013, was paid just over £81,000, almost £1,000 more than he received in 2016. Almost £1,000 more. Actually, nine hundred quid more than. <laughs> yeah, well, that's called inflation. But that's like, what? What's the what's the purpose of that story? Well, the, I think the purpose is that what, the game, his, his job was perceived not to be done very well, and he's earned a lot of money and a correct. big payout doing so. I'll I'd say this that that. But people knew that, that when he was doing his job. Yeah, but that salary is probably consistent with the chief executive of most sporting governing bodies in the country, and probably a lot less than rugby union, uh, football, cricket. Yeah, but that's that comes with the territory so of having such a job. Earning that sort of money, Brian Barwick and Nigel Wood, you guys have played. Yeah. You know what the RFL is all about in the last few years. Of, is that that's, that's a huge he's amount of money. Paid more than Theresa May. He's played more than the Prime Minister. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but then if you look at other other sports, that'll be consistent with the chief. Just, we're just basing this on his performance, aren't we? But what's what, what I'm asking you? No, have, they, what, have they no, done fuck all is, in the last? No, few but years? this is the thing, right? We're trying to measure his performance. Yeah. Like I'm not standing up for Nigel Wood here because I, I've got. Zero reason to stand up for the man. But I'm saying we've just listed what the RFL's responsibilities are. Yeah. What is success to the RFL? Okay. What is it? So have all those things that you touched on. Yeah, but how how is it measured? Profitability. Is that that story says the RFL losing two million quid? Does that mean that he's not done his job? No. no. Is it the game the shrinking of the game? Does that mean he's not done his job? Is it decreasing fan base? Does that mean he's not done his job? Mm. Is it that the grassroots game is in complete disarray because it's not connected? Does that mean he's not done his job? Like, the, the end of the day, the RFL's remit is that broad. Mm. I think it's nigh on impossible for one man to sit there and say, right, you haven't done your job. And the clubs have got a part to play in it. Um, the, the, I think getting things done, as we've proved with the Gary Hetherington thing, is very difficult because it's become a, let's all hands up, who who's voting for this? You know, if you don't want, if things you don't want things to progress, then that's quite easy to get things stopped. I think Nigel hasn't been successful. He's been moved on. I don't like the fact that we're listing how much he got paid because that's how much he's got paid. Anybody could see how much he got paid. Mm. Whether, whether that's right or wrong, that's what the game was agreeing to pay him. Yeah. However, yeah, like you say, it's it's impossible to measure success and what he's done to potentially justify those fees or not. Has he? He's being paid that to... Do all of those to, things. To do all of that. Well, and there's a, there's a yeah. huge team behind them at the RFL. You make, yeah, but, he, he has, but there isn't. No, there isn't. No, there isn't. Not. not relative to other sporting governing bodies. It's not a big team. Well, I mean, well, it's, no. it's not just him and a typewriter in a little office in Manchester, is it? No, Leeds. no, it's not. That's no. what we're making him out to making out to be. No, it's, no it's, we're not. It, no, we're not. Will we're not? We, we're well aware. Who, who of, said typewriter? They're a big organisation. No, no, they're big-ish. What? How many employees would the RFL have? Thirty, twenty, thirty. 
30. Okay. You know, not Matt. Nigel Wood on? Yeah, but well, maybe we should. Because I think the only person who could shed any light on it would be him. And would you get the truth? I don't know. Would you really get an honest account of things? Do you think people are angry with, with, the, with the way it's well, been it's, it's a big, it's a big number, isn't it? So people. No, but not be... to take away the just the way you know the yeah, way. Yeah, I think the, I, I don't think the, 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 the game's thing. growing. I think it is decreasing in terms of attendances and participation and a lot of things. Um, the, the commercial va commercial value of communication the communication with fans. Have you heard from Nigel Wood and Brian Barwick over the last five years? Well, he's just no. prepared not to have to communicate with fans ever again. But that's is, what he's is, over the last five months. No, probably, probably it, not. But he's been winding down. Is it similar to other sports though? Is, is football and rugby union cricket well, growing? Richard Scudamore in, in, is very vocal about. Yeah, no, but like, in terms of participation, absolutely. Um, but are all those 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 games growing, or is it just a system of the world we live in now, where kids want to play on Xbox, like Xbox? Yeah, and I Fortnite. think you can ever make the comparison with football just because it's such a beast as an. Yeah, I understand that, but if it's decreasing or increasing by similar percentages, then. Yeah, but I'm more about it. I, I get all that, and all that we, we just don't know the answers to. Any of those I think, things, do we? But in terms of a we lead, need, leadership, we need somebody to blame. The game needs somebody yeah, yeah, to blame, we, don't we do. they? We're always looking for somebody to blame. Absolutely. So John's fault, kicking game. Whose fault is it? Yeah, the RFL. If numbers don't I, I up, think, fall on your axe. I think you it's really lazy, a really lazy observation to just always criticise the RFL because mm. I think the clubs have got a massive responsibility. The RFL have got a massive responsibility. The players have got a responsibility. Like We can't be critical of Nigel Wood when we have three or four or five lads a year getting banned for cocaine, you know, doing all sorts of like unsavoury stuff. Mm. Like we, we have a responsibility. The clubs have got a responsibility. The fans have got a responsibility. We're all in it together. This is what... Unity. David Cameron. Here. No, unity is the word that there was the opening gambit of what Robert Elston said to unify the game, and it's going to take someone with charisma and charm and his ability to bring people together to do it. Yeah. Because realistically, right now, I think, like Robert said, and this was one of the really enlightening things what he said, the game has never been more united with what he was sold. And what did he say? But you don't. But you didn't. No. What did he say? Not what I think. He said, he said I could not believe it was f that was the furthest thing from my mind when I came in. The truth that was not the truth. It is yeah, more so fractured because you, you put it to him, didn't you? And you said it, it, it's more fractured. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we need somebody to bring all it all together yeah. and then be able to sell us a dream and believe in it and yeah. go for it. Nigel wasn't that guy. It's very easy to just go. Well, Nigel's gone now. But I sometimes feel like just assuming because Nigel Wood's gone that the game's going to turn its fortunes around is is lazy. We've all got a responsibility, is what I'm trying to say. Is It's easy to blame one person, and that's what we want in life. Human nature is you need one person's head on a spike to go, it was his fault. Well, but, let's John, why argument... about we all point the finger at ourselves? No, no, but no, I agree with that. But to the same, to the same degree, if you are in a position of power like that and you know that you will have to fall on your sword if you don't do your job. Yeah, but he's done that. But that, no, but that wasn't there in rugby league because there was years of just floating around doing nothing. Yeah, but whereas, whereas you wouldn't get away with that in a bigger organisation. Well, it's, it's interesting that he's still, got a, he's still been given a different job as head of international rugby league or something, hasn't it? Yeah, because it's almost like a public sector organisation, isn't it, yeah. where you just sort of bounce around, you move sideways. You can be a politician, you can say something ridiculously controversial, but you need a vote, so they'll bring you back in. The, well, whip up, the chief whip will bring you back in because he needs your vote. I'm, like I'm the, These people can be moved sideways and across and bumped around. And Look, Richard Thewlis was the head of rugby league, of the RFL for a while, yeah. and then he went on to lawn tennis. And then what you find is people Richard just sort Lewis, of yeah. bomb around, um, bomb around. The in CEO yeah. Well, so. I think it's quite interesting. I think John had um, a part to play in his appointment because he does give a lot of second chances. Yes. So I think he's gone, second Nigel chances. didn't really work there. Yeah. Uh, let's find something else. He'll give you 14 more chances. 
um, five years, six years, six six year contract. Yeah. How much do you want? £328,000 let's go again let's go for a third chance I'd, what do you I, want to do now I, he won't get a second chance to do the job he's done he's got a different one you give him a different chance um, I don't think that's a job is it the Rugby League International Federation like, be interesting to see if we'll, go on, we'll go on to talk because hopefully we'll get the organiser of the 2021 World Cup on next week John Dutton John Dutton and I want, I've got a question for him um, one burning question for him and I think he'll want to come on and talk about numbers and how attractive the Rugby League World Cup's looking for 2021 I don't believe International Rugby League exists it's interesting you say this because Tyrell McCarthy my teammate listened to the podcast with Robert Elston Mm. and he's a very proud Irish Rugby League player and he was like "Uh, I, I listened to what Wilkins said about the international game and he disagreed with you Go on then. Tell it. Go on. All right, Tyrone. Take me around the amateur grassroots setup in Ireland, please. In fact, I'll ask him. Please take me around. Please Physically. show me the you're facilities. Calling him out now. You're calling him out. Show me the facilities. Show me that the game is genuinely being played there. Because what I saw was loads of players who played in Super League and the NRL decide they wanted to go and play for Ireland, and they could be proud. They could be proud about it. I'm not saying that they can't have pride in what they do, mm. and they could have family heritage and do it, but. Are we genuinely playing rugby league in Ireland and Scotland? Are we? You, come on. So, no. No. So, go on, elaborate so I on hope your, you supported me then. Well, elaborate well, on your point. Asked, so yeah. Elaborate yeah. on your point. You don't believe the International Rugby League exists. Well, it does, but it's it's like... It'd be like saying Croatia having a national team, but mm. nobody else in Croatia plays football. In in football sense. Right. So, the, the international team exists, and it's like the pinnacle of the sport, but there's nothing underneath it to support that. You know. Just like Toronto at the minute, then. Yeah, but there's not a Toronto Nash. There's not a Toronto Canadian team. Yeah. So to, to no, but at least there's an. If there's a professional team there. Yeah. Is there a professional team in Ireland? No. Is there a professional team in Scotland? No. Oh. Again, so. pretty similar to cricket as well, isn't it? I mean, I'm not. I'm what I'm. Look, I want that conversation to be going on. We're going to have a World Cup. Those teams are going to play. Tyrone will. You know, I don't know. You can go drink Guinness for eight weeks in a World Ooh, Cup or racist, whatever they do. Racial stereotype. <laughs> another racial stereotype. No. Kyle A. another one. Yeah, no. I, I just think my my take on it is I got asked to play for Wales when I was um, twenty two, twenty one. Was the Welsh connection? No Welsh connection. There was a, there was a loophole at that time. Sign this form, you can play for Wales in twenty. If you've been to Rex when I was twenty 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 one. Yeah, and that tells you everything, doesn't it? They were recruiting players to play for Wales. Is Yeston Harris Welsh? He plays Wales. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Yeston's a very Welsh. Yeah. The game has a deep and rich history in Wales. Okay. So it's not a Welsh. The, no. the, the Welsh conversation's different. Yeah. In Northern England, yes. We don't play rugby league in Ireland. I mean, there will be odd clubs, and there's somebody will tweet in and going, "Look, we've got twelve amateur, you know, twelve junior teams or whatever," mm. and that's fine. But I've not seen on any sort of mission statement develop grassroots rugby in Ireland and Scotland and. That it's largely run by volunteers, realistically, and people who are dead passionate and who love it. But are we just kidding ourselves saying that we've got international rugby league in well, that? The whole game's run by volunteers. I've just well, done the Super League okay. show for free, haven't I? Yeah, Tonga, Tonga play rugby league, don't they? Yeah. Samoa play rugby league. Papua yeah. New Guinea, their kids are running around with, with rugby league shirts on. They play rugby yeah. league. Fiji play rugby league. Because yeah. I've been there, been to a hotel, and all the staff play rugby league on the break. Yeah, you go to Ireland, right? Jump out the back of the Crown Plaza in Dublin, and I bet you don't see any of the Irish lads just kicking a rugby ball around, or kicking a rugby league ball around. Mm. 
Probably not. Probably not. Okay, well, let's do that when we actually get John Dutton in or on. Um, do, so do you think, just finally on this conversation, that that, that meeting between Ralph Rimmer, the, the official, will it be like a sort of Donald Trump, Vladimir Putin, who met today, interesting body language? I want to see it kind of, you know, uh, maybe with well, McManus. I think, I think they've worked together Moran, for many years. So. No, but there has to be a public kind of, this is the, re- the repairing of the relationship mm. between Super League and the RFL. I want to see a kind of, you know, Is it going to be as homoerotic as Trump and Putin? Uh, who who uh, who was who, in the driving seat there? So who Trump th- had a. You think it's Homer? Or well, have you ever seen any images of Putin? He's always got a shirt off. Yeah, riding, riding a, horse. a horse with a gun. Um, yeah. Like it couldn't. Playing the piano. Like he is just. Like, he's coming home, didn't he? He's an alpha male. He is. He is um, also an ex-member of the KGB. Yeah, so you want to be <laughs> yes. careful. Similarities. But, but, you know, will there be? There's going to be some sort of some politics. There's some repairing conversations to have. I suppose so. It's going mean, to be that's like the meeting behind of, closed doors. I don't know if... The, I think we should, we should make it part. I think it should be like the meeting of, of Trump happened. and, um, never and Kim Jong-un. I don't know if it is repairing conversations. I think it's what's been's been and we're moving forward. It's different, isn't it? Yeah. He works in the media. He's trying to dramatise it. He's trying to sensationalise it. No, it's it. all yeah. different now. Let's just move on. I think... What do you want to move on to? Elston is a good man. Yeah. Get no, a sense of him. No one's denying that. And I think it'll be great for the game. But, but it is very easy need some support. to come in and say all the right things. It's, it's probably some people... Yeah, so obviously, yeah. So judge yeah. him. Judge him by his actions. Let's, Let's judge him in, a, in three years' time when the TV deal oh, comes okay. up. Excellent. Um, before we go on and do some questions, I want to talk about Leeds Rhinos. Not just the city. Mm. Leeds Rhinos. I mean, it's a great city. But yeah, you've yeah. been today. You enjoyed been it? Today. Yeah, I did the Super League show, if, you, if, you, if you're wondering. Um, Leeds Rhinos. Kevin Sinfield, Kevin Sinfield comes in and says, first up, the boys have lost the spirit. There's no spirit there. Having played under McDermott for a long time, um, it's a, it's a bit of an interesting one, isn't it? Someone who's played there for well, 18 years, captain them for. They've been on a losing streak of about six or seven games. Seven, seven games. Yeah. Having going eight, through eight, if you include the 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 cast one, seven under McDermott. Well, going through a similar run, mm. yeah. There's not much much joy and happiness at our camp at the minute. It's 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 we're all trying to kind of get it going and, and energize it, but. It, when you're going through a run like that, it's pretty tough. So you're not the defending champion. Yeah, we're not the defending champion, but, yeah, champion, but it, still, that doesn't, doesn't make any difference when, you, when you're playing on a weekend and you're losing. Yeah, but you forget about Leeds. Leeds were bottom of the league two years ago, came back and they ended up winning it, yeah. and now they're near the bottom again. Yeah. Probably their aggregate position in the league is about yeah. eighth, seventh or eighth, isn't it? Over those two years. Over those three years. Yeah, you know, three they're years. actually probably where they should yeah. be or where they have been. Um, so the you, spirit, you spirit. A second chance, this, there's a big, there's a, time no, mm. there's biggest one of the biggest nonsenses in sport spirit. is that it's a happy camp at the moment. Like, of course it is. You're winning games. Yeah. Like everybody's happy. It's great because you're winning rugby matches. Like in a performance environment, really the only way you're genuinely happy is if you're winning games and if things are going well performance-wise. Mm. Or I would say is if you're at a, maybe a lower club but you're exceeding expectation and you may be beating a few of the big clubs, getting a few scalps here and there. Right, and then I think spirit can be good. But ultimately, in a performance environment, the spirit at Leeds has gone because of the form, not because there was no spirit there. So it wasn't irretrievable? No, and I just think you need to turn it around with really simple stuff, get it back to real basics. Winning games is the best way to get all that back. Do you think sacking was wrong? Um, I don't. I don't know enough about Leeds to know whether the sacking was wrong yeah. or not. People have commented on it, but I don't know enough about the. Internal. Yeah, I think it's been a this uh, last few years have been be, would be tough to to coach Leeds, having had Sinfield, Peacock, uh, Kyle Lulu, our big players retire. It, it seemed that 
after the bad season they had in 2016, it seemed like they got over the end of that era, mm. having having won the grand final last year. But it seems like it's it's, it's happening again. Like Maguire, Burrow, two key players. John, Jamie Jones Buchanan's been injured for a bit, and yeah. a few Maguire's others killing it for Hulk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it seems like that it's like phase two of the end of the era era Leeds Rhinos, and it, they're all. Very hard place to repli- to replace. Well, that's, that's where recruitment's like massively important, and you get maybe one chance in a sal- salary cap spot to replace somebody. Yeah. So Jamie Peacock needed replacing. They get one chance to do it, and if that doesn't quite work out for whatever reason, you're stuck, and you've got one chance to replace Kevin Sinfield with somebody. And if that doesn't quite work out, you're stuck. And now it doesn't take a lot of those decisions to maybe get that wrong for things to unravel slightly mm. because like I said with Ben Barber with us we've had one player really come into the team this year and the difference one player can make is just huge mm. so if you take two or three or four out like 30 20 30 percent of your team's gone like although you're wearing the shirt the team is not the same is it it's and, re- unrecognizable and, and on that like we were saying replacing players like Sinfield and Peacock we can't. You, you can't can no, you, you can't. so you need to come up with a different strategy to win without those players because you're not going to replace those. So you need you need to find a different way of winning. And I think potentially Leeds haven't found a different way of or style of playing and winning because the 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 way they play is, is pretty similar to a few years ago and it's, and it's not working because they've it's got different, the players different good, personnel. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just looking. It's, we're streaming live on Twitter here. Some, That's some great. Out, and um, some sort of controlling the camera. Just, just zoomed in in your crotch. I was cool. itching my balls. Then. I'm sorry. Are you? Because you did have your, one of your testicles out earlier. I did, yeah, but that was just testing whether the camera was testing. on. Testicling whether that the was camera testing. was on. Test- Test- testicling the camera. Uh, you've also got an XFM mic shield there, which is slightly strange, isn't it? What? Why? Where are you watching? Mic shield? Yeah. Is that what it's called? <laughs> just, <laughs> we're a little bit delayed. Oh. Is it delayed? So, a little bit. <laughs> um, oh, that was just a distant laugh again. <laughs> <laughs> 460 viewers. 460. <laughs> Get your balls out again, Jack. <laughs> no. That's good. Um, so I just wanted to say on that as well. It's gone. What's gone? It's gone. What I was going to say. It's gone. It's on leads. Much not. It's on leads. Yeah, oh, that was it. Oh, go on. So, so Carl Moore today was telling me that when uh, Jamie Peacock, when his contract used to come up, I think this is public knowledge, Carl. Anyway, it's it's coming out. Yeah. Um, he died his hair. Yeah. <laughs> we, we we discussed this when we spoke to him. Yeah, we did. Well, I wasn't here. So yeah, no, it was a good episode. Though, interview. We we he did bring that up, did he? Well, he we we brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> he died his hair <laughs> because he, Carl was saying that it's kind of he thought that it reflected weakness having grey hair or going bald like Mark. Well, but, it just makes it's funny, isn't it, that some people dye their hair like darker to make themselves look younger. Yeah. Yet in boardrooms across the country, people are just putting flecks of grey down the sides of the head just to make themselves. Look a little bit more distinguished. Yeah. You can buy little grey tints. Well, should we dye or, like do a little grey flex through your hair, Mark? I've got the odd one. You're gonna be grey and bald. You're fucked, aren't you? He's not bald. I'm it's not come bald. back. Lazarus. Um, you, should we do some questions? Are you going grey? No. Should we do some questions? Question time. Question time. Whippets and flat caps. Question time. 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 <laughs> it's really coming on that. Yeah. <laughs> it's really coming on. The enthusiasm or lack of. <laughs> I'm worried about you. It. Question yeah, time. You, you've not pick, you picked up for it. He's less effervescent than oh, usual. No, but I wasn't. Didn't want to be too. I didn't want to effervesce too much with other questions. Usually, time. a peacock who wants to fly, but you just no, no, no. I, 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 I actually think I've come up with some big things tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah, big comments. Right. But you've right. you've not been smiling Ty, whilst doing it. You've the, been, t- I'm a bit 
worried about Tyrone. I wasn't personally having a shot at Tyrone McCarthy. He's in the fight between Island. John Wilkins and Tyrone McCarthy. He's a little scrapper, I'd say. Yeah, he's, he's, he's keen, one. he's handy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he has to be playing to all what? the minutes at loose forward. Especially now Wilkins called him out. Um, um, I think he'd beat you, actually. Yeah, anyway, question time. Fight him in Ireland. Yeah, good. Question time. Question, question time. Yeah, question time. Question yeah. time. Question time. Question time. Um, so first question this week, and this is to win uh, lunch for four at Rikki <laughs> On a Sunday. On a Sunday. Call it Sunday lunch if you like. Sunday lunch. Um, I think it's just lunch. I'm sure if there's wine thrown in, but it depends what kind of mood Nick's in. Sometimes I've seen pictures with people with bottles of wine. Yeah, they might take it in they themselves. They might bought them themselves. Might be like a BYO. I don't think you can take it. Yeah, this is like one of those Indian restaurants where you can just take your own booze in. Anyway. Sneak it. First question this week. Dan Hilton. Would you rather... This is genuinely the first question that's come up. Would you rather sleep with a conventional mermaid or a reverse mermaid, i.e. fish top, woman bottom? Oof. No, no conventional. Then. Conventional, <laughs> conventional yeah. Or with a... F- what? Can you imagine just laying in bed with a giant cod with legs? You can't sleep with a fin. Cod head. Oh, yeah, you can. Well, well, how do you think mermaids... Um, fish, how do you think fish have Fornicate. Yeah, and do, but sleep with, the does it just mean sleep in the same bed, or actually? Well, I think in the same ocean. Come on, Mark. <laughs> Come on, Mark. I've been a bit so, naive here. Because, so, I mean, Mark, you are wearing a T-shirt tonight, Whippers and Flat Caps, the Rugby League podcast, with uh, a picture of four small horses. Uh, it was 12, size, It was 12. Accurate. Inconsistent. And a, um, a, a human-sized duck. Who, who's this? We should give a, this gentleman a shout-out. What's his real name? Um, you find that while I, we'll, yeah. we, we think Dave about the it. Dev Dan Dan Hilton. So would you? It's a great question. Would you rather sleep with a conventional mermaid? Conventional mermaid. A normal mermaid, um, just like My Little Mermaid. What was her name? Ariel, or a reverse mermaid, a fish top and woman bottom. So, just that Can you imagine that would be more shocking. That would be more shocking to see, wouldn't it? What fish would you? Do you want? know? Imagine like these these sort of mythical creatures, like <laughs> on a rock, like a beautiful woman with a mermaid's tail. Imagine just walking through Huddersfield and seeing a giant fish with legs. In a shopping centre. But you, can you have sex? What I'm asking is, can you have sex with a mermaid? Uh, well, you... well, these are mythical creatures. I don't think the sex organs of the mermaid were ever So it's just discussed. about the love and the, the affection. I'd rather have a, a traditional mermaid, but then just kiss her. <laughs> I'm going to go... Nice, isn't it? Well, I'm going to go like... I'm a, an old romantic, sue me. What's the best looking, most best looking fish out there? Oh, probably... Uh, One of those carps or something, isn't it? <laughs> a rainbow fish <laughs> that's from Love Island is it yeah what anyway what do you mean what? there's someone there's, no rain about rain. There's, a, there's a rainbow oh. fish with legs in Love Island okay so so John you're going for a, a conventional, conventional mermaid yeah. I'm going for a um, like a, a, a carp carped face woman with, with a fanny with <laughs> with yeah I'm just trying to think who I'd take who the bottom half I'd take of probably Mark's wife uh, next nice. question. I'll tell that. Steve Wood, Steve WO, 31576538, 56 minutes ago, tweeted. Classic. Thoughts on the lead situation? We've done that over the last few weeks. Uh, was McDermott sacking fair and the Sinfield appointment? Done it, Woodsy. Woodsy, we've done it. Um, good question here from Nick Weston, big fan of the podcast. Who would win in a fight? Ralph, Wreckit Rimmer, or Donkey Kong? Uh, Ralph has a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Is that true? Or is Karaz? He's kickboxing. There's something Ralph no. Ra- Ralph punches things. And he's six foot seven or, as well. Or, so or he's, King? Um, yeah, he's massive. Or King Kong. Donkey Kong. Yeah, uh, Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. <laughs> well, of course, Donkey Kong would win. Or with a donkey punch. 
No, Donkey Kong would win because he'd just rip <laughs> Ralph <laughs> into two pieces. Yeah. It's that is, strong. What Stupid is, question. What is a donkey punch? Don't know uh, you said it. <laughs> uh, yeah. We'll talk about that another time. Uh, Jimmy Unsworth. He's got a, uh, an avatar of a sulfur red devil's badge. Go on, Jimmy. He hates Mark. Do you ever see yourselves recording the podcast with a small audience? If you can do, well, we'll I have come a to, couple of Do tickets. you know what? We'll come to Salford and do it on a match day. Hey! Hey! Yeah. We are the Flanagan's will be there, don't we? Uh, can you have a couple of tickets, Jimmy Onsworth? Can I have a couple of <laughs> <laughs> can, can I have a couple of tickets to a hypothetical thing that might not happen? Uh, I'll pay for my own tea or coffee or beer. That'd be interesting. Would would people like to listen and see that? Well, I mean, the, the well, great, great point made at the end was I'll pay uh, I'll pay for my own tea or coffee or beer and cake. Well, well, let's record. Well, let's. Why <laughs> don't we packages? The tea, coffee, or beer we've and cake. We've got the t-shirts. We've got mugs. Where are the mugs? We'll Get re- those mugs out. Well, why well, don't we record do- one at Pot Kettle Black, a very nice coffee shop in town? What with a small audience? Just because you want people to be pathetic, you want people to pay for coffees. No, we're going to do this on a neutral. We're going to do this on no. neutral ground. On neutral ground. Why? Why would we do that? That's stupid. Yeah. It's stupid. We can control right, we prices. Do it, why don't we do it at your uh, wife's coffee shop? 49 99 Not big enough. Not big enough. Not big enough. And she sold it. Oh, she sold it. And it's not good enough. Shit. Okay. Oh, good uh, enough. She's not big shit. enough. It's not good enough. That's not as good. Uh, move on, move Love on, move on, move on. Quick, quick. John's getting angry. Uh, right, okay, well, we'll have to do it at maybe like a pub in St. Helens or something. Or, or at St. Helens. No. You can ask him, can you? We can do no, it. they don't want to do it at St. Helens. Okay. They don't, they don't but, it's like a, but it's a good it's question, two, Jimmy. Two bar staff on. You got nine thousand people in a room, and they got like three teenagers behind the bar. Tommy Martin and his... oh no, well Tommy's Tommy's very good. But okay. He's not yeah, on the bar. Is, is right. he the bar manager? He's the drayman. He fills uh, like pipes of things. He's the rectum of Saint. Good block. Bloody good bloke. Jimmy Unsworth. Good, good question. Next question. Sam Crossley. Crossley. Uh, who she says, which player would you least like to arm wrestle? Brian Atkins. Why? Don't know. Just looks really strong. <laughs> Mark, um, Luke Thompson. He's very oh, strong. What a try he scored for Saints the other day, wasn't it? Freakishly quick for a prop. For a Someone's prop. been presenting the Super League show. You? Do you want to mention that That's again? Me, eleven fifteen. You probably missed it if you listen to this because it was on a Monday night. Um, probably on the iPad, but you can't watch in HD. Uh, Phil. H says Sean Long's dreadlocks discuss <laughs> shit mm. uh. unfortunately around the time Sean broke his cheekbone or his jaw right. and the nerve that supplied um, sort of all muscular sort of movements to his left eye yeah. collapsed like did not work so his eye was permanently open right. couldn't shut his eye it's essentially like he had a Botox in the left hand side of his face this, I was going to laugh but, yeah. no so he had dreadlocks yeah. and he was wearing a bandana and couldn't close his left eye. Like but, but his right eye, obviously, was like normal and was wrinkly and shut a bit. Yeah. So he, at one side of the team meeting, you would be looking at Longy and think, oh, yeah, he's, you know, everything's fine. And he couldn't really smile either. And then the other side, he was absolutely pissing himself. But you could only tell. One side of the room knew he was laughing, the other side knew uh, nothing. Harvey Two-Face off. Yeah. Why didn't he keep the dreadlocks on the left side? And to shave his head on A bit like the singer, what's she called, who covered up her eye? Gabrielle. Gabrielle. Oh. Uh, he introduced himself around that time as Sean Long, OBE. One big eye. One that, big eye, yeah. It's not actual OBE. A one big eye. Dreadlocks. We had a drink with him the other day. I've already said shit. Like the guy, but shit dreadlocks. Shit locks. Really? Mm, didn't like him, no. I thought they, met, you know, they, they kind of made him stand out. But anyway. He was a character. Well, all. he stood over it. Already, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, Martin Pedersen Scott, Stuart Pearce, Bradley Wiggins, Ryan Giggs, Wayne Rooney, various England cricketers, 
could, should we leverage famous rugby league fans for marketing purposes? No, we do it. It's cringe. We, do, we just do it. We do it, and we do it wrong. We do. Yeah. We do. We don't. It's no. desperate. It's like, look, these guys no. think we're good. You should too. Yeah, and do you know what? They end up not coming again. They end up like you. They go to a game, and the cameras come all, on them, and they get interviewed. Rio Everybody Ferdinand or Gareth Southgate went to Leeds a few times, and the camera was on them more than the match. Mm. It's embarrassing. So yeah. they should like us. Everyone should like us, but we're not going to play up in it because it comes across as yeah. desperate. Uh, Bryn May, are players told to run to posts when scoring? So many just touch down in the corner rather than running in makes it hard for the kicker. No, they're idiots. <laughs> Why? <laughs> what, what, what do you mean? <laughs> who's, not, who's not running round from the all? Tommy Makerson used to do it all the time. Yeah, he's just no, he's diving in the corner, like, like in the air for five seconds, putting it down. But some players do it. They put the ball too, down too soon. No. Um, I don't know... They, they are idiots. I think there's some, some people, people do, it. do it, but it's not. It's just brain explosion from well, no them. No one can kick brain. in rugby league anyway from goal kicking, so it doesn't make any difference. Um, I disagree, but well, continue. Okay. Um, Carl Fishwick, St. Helens fan. <laughs> We're going over all ground, but how has Ralph River become head of the RFL? I and the vast majority of rugby league fans are disgusted with this appointment. Who would he appoint? I don't know. But someone's liked it. His tweet. Well, someone's got to do it, haven't they? One person's liked it. <laughs> Carl, I think we've been over that, it's but um, I, I can see where you're coming from. Um, well, where's he coming from, bro? <laughs> well, 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 where's he coming from? Well, we don't want, I don't know. I don't but you don't know. But, you, on, but I just but like you, it. You I like can, it. You wanted to say, I see where you're coming from, but you don't really know, do you? No, but I like it. I like it. I like where he's coming from. Is that better? You, yeah, you okay. don't see all like. Christoph Ickert. Uh, I think that's how you say it. <laughs> he's Canadian. Have you had a good look at his picture? Like Toronto. Christ, Christoph Ekert. He's a Toronto uh, fan. I think that's how you say it, actually. Uh, if slash when Toronto earn their place in Super League, what would be the benefits and drawbacks in your eyes of opposing players? Also, should the season be moved to match the NRL to make international rugby easier to schedule? NRL is matched with Super League. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. It's like so, a week or two, isn't it? Yeah. Just less teams in their comp, so they start a bit later and finish earlier. Yeah. What was the first bit? Uh, Toronto, the pros and cons are obviously a new audience. Uh, fans, would, I think, would get excited to travel out there and watch games. Uh, cons are it's a long trip. It's probably an expensive trip. trip though, isn't it? Uh, the pitches um, like the eye pitch at Widnes. Don't really like those kind of pitches. Is it? Is it 4G so. pitch? I think it's a 4G. or a They're quite well advanced over there, so it could be like 6G. So, okay. And it's like an way, NFL G. Loads of Gs. Lots of G's, all the G's. G all unit. G's. Pitch. G, uh, but uh, next season, are they going to play all their home games in Toronto? Is that the idea? Yes, yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, they have to. The contract. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. They're not. We've not got a contract in front of us. Okay. Well, listen. I don't want to win the prize. I'm just asking some money. I'm asking mm. some questions. Money. It's all about money. Fucking <laughs> money, isn't it? Yeah. it? is about the money. All about it? money. You've got, you got to put bread on the table. Um, uh, you don't Rob, eat bread. I don't eat bread. Actually. I know. So how's the meat? the meat allergy going? Um, so you don't eat bread, you don't eat meat, you don't, don't eat, eat. I don't eat eggs, I don't eat bread, and I put on weight. <laughs> How? You had lots of rosé wine at the weekend. I did have a lot of wine, don't I? Uh, kind of beer, it's a bit awkward going out, isn't it? Going to pub. I'll have the um, large glass of rosé. No, it's not. Uh, nothing wrong with that. Well, I'm comfortable with myself. So masculinity. Let's stop pretending. You know, I like I trim my roses this afternoon. I don't. You're, you're obsessed one. with gardening at the minute, aren't you? I thought um, that was a euphemism for something. I don't know. Every time I ring, ring your wife, you're always in the garden. That's well, true. Because it's, it's probably really hot. Is that why you're sneaking after? Is that why you're so tired need, under the weather? You've been trimming your roses all that? It needs looking after. Because Okay, quick answers. 
Robert Gummerson, should the World Cup in 2021 include venues from all over the UK or just M62 Corridor plus Wembley, which should guarantee full houses? Yes, I should be elsewhere in the UK, in England, sorry. Uh, I think was there, there was a couple of matches in Coventry or Bristol or around that area last time and it was well received. They were kind of well supported, weren't they? 7,000 in Bristol? 7, I think so. It was USA played down there, wasn't it? Yeah, um, the West Country. This would be a good time if we were going to sort of test the genuine sort of nature of development plans for Scotland and Ireland. Mm -hmm. It would be a great time to do it, wouldn't it? But the contradiction is, obviously, we're doing a World Cup and we've said it's purely England. Um, yeah, so I, I think, you know, it sh it's going to be a combination of the right development areas and the north. Paul Scarisbrick says, it's um, a nice name, isn't it? Especially when you say it like that. Rob Elston, in the last edition of the podcast, said that the game needs to be marketed around five big hitters and characters in the game to take it to a wider audience. Who would you choose and why? John Wilkin. Flanagan, Wilkin, Barber. We don't have them yet. They're coming. Are they? Yeah, well, they've got to be. I don't think we've got them right now. No? no. Well, of the batch of players, who would we you We had to choose right now. Um, Who's the Kylian Mbappe of Super League? Someone's really fast, probably. No. Mason Kane. Well, look, you see. Yeah. You'd have any. There are none. No? Danny Richardson. Potentially. Potentially. There's a lot of potentials yeah, in it's, there. Yeah, and it's, it's how you, is it just based on ability on the field? Is it? Do you need personalities? Well, I think you need to choose. You can't choose potential, can you? You need to choose the five best players in the league. So who's the five best players yeah, in the league? You don't have to be uh, an idol just to be talented. You could be have zero personality, a bit like myself. And be really talented, not like myself. No, but like, saying, you might have someone who's pretty good, who's a well-rounded individual, who can, who's funny, who's got maybe a Bo Ryan, who's who's a massive um, star in, in the NRL. Well, why not just through being a funny fella? Why not people like yeah, we mentioned Danny Richardson, but why not people like Johnny Lomax, Jake Connor? No, they're still at a good age to be able to be a star. At yeah, Poster yeah. Boys. He was on about Poster Boys, Elston, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, right. Uh, Sean Bibby says, "What's the best derby you've played in, and should we make more of the top derbies uh, and treat them like?" Origin, as they are far more intense. I think the derbies the are the pinnacle of Club Rugby League over here. The big derby games, I think Good Friday, Wigan and Saints. I think every Good Friday is really special. I think the whole derbies when they're, you know, now that Hulk are back in Super League, and I think that's a really special derby. Um, yeah, my, there's too many to list, really, but they, they're all It's, it's sad that the Leeds and Bradford derby isn't. Isn't as big as it well. Isn't relevant anymore because they don't play against each other. They might do next year. They might do, yeah. But that was a it was a great showpiece of the game. But I, I don't think it should be built up like a state of origin because that's a it's a different beast. It's a different competition. It's everything's different. It should be treated as another Super League match, but with extra spice because it's local. Well, the spice comes from the passion and the intensity of the game. It doesn't need to be built up by anything. The passion and intensity is there. The challenge is to get that passion and intensity to more games. You know, that for me is the biggest challenge. Because if every game was Wigan Saints Good Friday, the game would not be in the position it's in now. Uh, Mark Hogan, what is the best lie you've ever told? But before you answer that, I clicked on that and went further down. PJC, Phil Collier, number 10, John Wilkin, dot, dot, inverted commas. I can play half-back, boss. Mm. It's funny that. The year I played half-back for the pretty much the entire season barring the last four games. I played that. Yeah. We won the uh, League Leader Shield, so yeah, unfortunately. You don't you actually go into the office and say, I want to play half, but do no, you? No, no, 
So I think that, there's a big, a good point there's a big now, misconception that I think I, people think I wanted to play half-back and like I just didn't. It ruined my international I was international back rower at the time. Um, I didn't play internationally again after it. It was doing a job I didn't enjoy, that I didn't want to do, but I was doing it because you're part of a team. Sometimes you have to do things you don't want to do because you sacrifice yourself for the greater good and the team. And it wasn't my decision that me doing that was for the greater good of the team. That was someone else's decision. And we've discussed this before that... Having a utility value um, can be a bit of a curse because yeah. uh, on the one hand, it can get you into the team because you're flexible, you can play anywhere. But for you, you, you it, it hindered you quite a bit because you were a back rower that was good enough to be probably the club's second best halfback. Um, there was no other, there were not many other back rowers in the, in the comp that could have done that. Um, and it kind of hindered your reputation yeah. in a way. And, and you do you know what? Off. Looking back, times like important. Looking back, you know what? I did a, I did a fucking good job. When I played there, from in the main, I did, you know I've got my weaknesses. Like I didn't, you know, I, but I did what I needed to do. And like I'm, I'm not a halfback, so I'll take all the criticism because I know I'm not. I mean, it's certainly not my strength. Did but, it frustrate you that you got a bit of shit for that? Uh, it frustrated me that the people like that, who whoever the the guy tweeted in toothless and twelve or whatever his name was, yeah. um, people like that who think that you demanded, you know, people ask me why do you keep why do you keep Playing half, why do you keep playing half back? Why do you keep kicking the ball? Yeah, and I'm like, do you think I want to? Yeah. Like I used to go home after a game, and just I hated playing rugby for probably two or three years. Really? Yeah, like literally didn't enjoy it because you're doing something you just don't. You're not. It's not you what you're there to do, but you have Did to you do just it. Not say that to the coach. I don't want to play. Yeah, I said that's Nathan Brown all the time. You kept playing there. Yeah, and he he sort of said, look, well, this is what's best for the team. So. Right. Like what we should make a point here is that actually that was a much more sensible and mature answer than than you gave before, John, because the the tape stopped recording. Yeah, I had time um, to think about it, and I apologise for what I said off air. <laughs> Do you think we would have won League Leader Shield if we put I don't know Louis McCarthy's guys book? No, just come off. No, but, I, uh, but yeah. then he gets lauded for being a good back rower whilst you're. Yeah, no, no. I, like, I did my job that year. We won the League Leader Shield in 2014. I played halfback for. For twenty-two of the twenty-seven games, or twenty-eight games. So. Good question. I mean, could, could we give the, the the award to someone who's essentially trolled John but got a great answer? I don't know. What are the rules on, on this? No, thing? no. He's from Wigan. <laughs> the rectum of Wigan. <laughs> um, by the way, so so the first question of it was, what's the worst lie, best lie you've ever told? Mark, you told your wife that you had hair and you got married. Um, yeah, that's it. Well done. I think the, the, the essence of a lie is that you probably shouldn't tell people it was. Yeah. So the best ones that I've told are never to be repeated. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> uh, Peter Baines, is Ryan Morgan's missus the fittest ever wag in rugby league? No. Just I fit, but I don't I just I think, don't think wags. I hate wag, the wag, yeah. wag concept. Can we stop saying Very materialistic that? question. Partner, like, she's Doesn't got matter. her own stuff going on. She's like... She's like highly qualified dance instructor who's like, she's got essentially probably more going on in her life than Morgs. Yeah. Ryan Morgan is, is a regional sports player in the <laughs> north of England. Like she has got her own dance studio and yoga studio in Sydney. Like she's probably hey. more talented. Okay. So you know what I'm saying is that, that is we, that more talented no, Ryan Morgan no, or it does more in because it, We talk in a misogynistic way about our wives and girlfriends. Like, like, 
your missus has got more going on than just being your missus. My missus has got she's more going on. Shop, yeah, no, there's more. Ross, no, but it's just. I think, At least we've got missus. Here. No, <laughs> it's, what I'm saying is, Bite. it's patronising yeah. sometimes to just talk about them as being yeah. only thing they've got going <laughs> is associated with us. Like, she, it's mad. Should we just strip it back to the? Is she, is she the fittest? She's good looking. <laughs> she's a good looking person. Is she the fittest? Is she the fittest? I've not seen them all. Well, the ones that you've seen. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even. Mark? I'm not even engaging in your I'm love and <laughs> style debate. Okay, good question. Get, great question. <laughs> Gets a bell from Wilkin. Uh, Paul O'Brien. How would you deal with players who are pretending to be injured, rolling around on Saturday? Tickle sat down in front of the referee after walking 20 meters and started rubbing his leg. The referee let play continue. Then he got back up and ran back up the defensive line. Yep. Yeah, um, what would you do? I'd probably deal with the way in which you just read that out more. <laughs> It was like sort of it, someone had pressed sort of fast forward on the auto cue, yeah. and and Aggressive. there'd been a little bit of increased volume, please, Will, in your ears. Um, but we've been over this, but what would you do with them? Go on quickly. What are you going to well, do? Well, no, with no, those I, I don't, I don't know what you do with it because yeah. how do you prove? How do you punish them? What are you going to do? No, rugby league's that tough. That people could chance. be injured. <laughs> people could be injured. It's on the players to. I, I wouldn't punish. I wouldn't punish oh, the players. Manzukic, I've got cramp. I'm I wouldn't so punish the players. I'd just put the responsibility on the players to do the right thing. And when we see it, call it out. And also, I think head injuries are being used illegitimately. I think head injuries now are being used to get free substitutions. Um, Mark, anything to add to that? I think you hit the, hit the nail on the head. Hit the nail on the head. James Warner says, is, that what, is this what he really looks like? And a picture of me. Well, let's bring it back to Will, shall Which, we? Um, well, listen, he tweeted it in. So. Mm. I'm probably not going to win, but yeah, that is what I look like. Great looking guy. Um, Les Quirk a few Quirky. more to go which voice of rugby league is that the Les Quirk um, it's not Les Quirk Les Quirk was that quick um, six right. foot five year old no <laughs> he uh, <laughs> six foot five year old is that six <laughs> foot five and then he's put a year <laughs> old six foot five year old <laughs> lovely oh, um, Les Quirk was one of the quickest wingers ever to play rugby league Okay. He was Good he was him. fielding for Ruskin Drive cricket team, and he got the ball and guys were running between the stumps and instead of throwing it, he just ran in and stumped them. Don't know if stumped that's them it. both. Yeah, that's quick. Anyway, yeah. Les says, which voice of rugby league would you like to narrate the audiobook of your autobiography? A. Ray French. B. Eddie Waring. C. Jack Dearden. D. Alan Rooney. E. The late great Ron Hoof. F, <laughs> that Morgie fella from Cast. I'd have uh, none of the above. Ray Warren, the uh, NRL commentator, who's got just an amazing yeah. voice. I'd just probably get my mum to do it. <laughs> <laughs> just like, and I told John, no, <laughs> no. Um, Craig, RFL CEO, Ralph Rimmer, expansionist or Super League CEO, Rob Elston, Heartland first. Will they get their way? Who should get their way? Quickly. Combination of both. Who will get the way? What the, the 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 remit of the RFL is different to Super League. So, what do you mean the way? Because the RFL's remit is to look after everyone. The, the Super League's remit is to make the Super League stronger. I think they've got two different jobs. So I don't. I wouldn't compare their objectives. Robert Hughes, the derby this Thursday, but who has the shittest derby in Super League? Also, do you think that Ralph interviewed himself with a new job? Um. Shittest derby. Well, mm. there's only two, isn't there? Real ones. Um, probably 
I don't know. There's got to be something. There's been half one, like. There's three probably. Gloucester, Gloucester v Oxford or something. <laughs> <laughs> and did Ralph interview himself for the job? Yeah. Probably. probably. <laughs> um, Pierre interviewed him. Okay, Gaz Lucas. Uh, I know what it's like in the terraces bit, but what's it like to play in a Saints Wigan derby? As much rivalry as us supporters have. It's great. Noisy, very noisy. It's one of the only games where you can't hear each other. Really? Yeah. So you try and say something and you just can't hear I think Lantry Park or Totally Wicked Stadium is a better um, atmosphere than the DW as well. Even though it's there's less people in there, I think the crowd are uh, on top of you a lot more. Yeah, I think both. But I've, I've had some great derby days at uh, DW as well. Um, yeah, good. Um, there's a big, big question for the end of the show, but I'm going to just ask them. Are you asking every single question? Because we'll be here all night. If, it, if people tweet in, Mark, you know, like, well, why don't you read my question? Because yeah, we'll be here all night. Just ask the best ones. Just give a short answer. Jonathan Duncan, first of all, where were you last week? We've answered that. Secondly, you both were playing in Super League 10 years ago. What are the big differences from then to now? In five seconds, John Wilkin. Tattoos, hairstyles, kit size. Yeah. And do you know what thing that hasn't changed? The salary cap. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yes, Sam. (laughs) Pathetic. And the last question of the week is from Kieran Jones, who says, with the announcement of the GB squad returning, do you think any of the players selected will be from outside the England squad picked for Denver or the Knights? Furthermore, good word, do you think heritage players should be considered? Heritage players, what does that mean? Like Rangi Chase when he played for... I, I think there will be players like you from outside Wales. of... Yeah. <laughs> no, there won't be any from outside. No, but there will be players that aren't in the system. Unless now. Morgan Knowles. Morgan Knowles could potentially be around there, but I don't know. Okay. It's, it's, yeah, people are very tired. It's well, it's, still, it's a long question, isn't it? And we've been it's cool talking for about an hour and a half. It's so. pretty cool, yeah. It's a podcast. You, need to, you need to pick and choose a question. Well, that would be a measure of, of the international game, actually. Would there be any players from outside of the England setup in the in the Great Britain team? Yeah. Would there? Um, can you think of a winner on the spot or should no, we have a little think about that I, I, mean, I like the last one I like the mermaid question but we can't yeah, okay. um, yeah I like what John said okay <laughs> oh my god you guys Head's are disgusting no, I, 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 broadcasting in history you both of you disgust me Mark's um, should, we even bother with, should we even bother with the sim bin this week yeah we'll I'll, I'll put you in and you in what are you going to put in you <laughs> you, you, you presenting the Super League show in uh, and stealing what? more of our friends Kyle, stop messaging Kyle Amor <laughs> Kyle Amor is my new friend he's no, better no. than both of you put together Good night. Good night. Night.